It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, this morning it is the 15th for November for 2022, which is fast starting to come to a bit of a close. It's a Tuesday morning and real estate is where it's at. If you listen to the real estate podcast, probably you do that because you've got property flowing through your veins. And a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, fire them through. You should know the email address by now, but because we've got new listeners every day, here is the email address, which is myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. That is myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. And coming up, surprise, surprise, we are talking property real estate with Mike McCarthy from Melbourne. Mike is the current CEO at Barry Plant. And just a bit of a heads up here to our real estate people working in the industry. Mike has an executive job opening there at Barry Plant, which we are going to talk about very shortly. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts, and what's trending every morning from 6.30. And it's still a little bit of a struggle and a worry for people to find the deposit in the current market that we live in. Domain pointed out with Sydney's median house price over $1.4 million. That equates to around a 20% deposit of $293,000. And it's not like, you know, most people have $293,000 just floating around. In Melbourne, the median house price is more than a million dollars, meaning that the 20% deposit is more than 205000 And even if you're looking for the units, the median purchase price for a unit with a 20% deposit, it is around $151,000 in Sydney, or more than 112000 in Melbourne. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. All right, let's have a look at your weather on this Tuesday morning. And first we go to Sydney, expecting a late shower or two with a high of 24 degrees. 14 degrees in Melbourne today and it's going to be wet with a few showers. In Brisbane, fine and sunny with 33 as your forecast high. And in Perth today, it's going to be another warm one. 31 with sunny blue skies. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. All right, let's turn our attention to Melbourne right now. Let's find out what the stock numbers are like. Let's see what's been happening with the auctions over the weekend. We are joined by Mike McCarthy, Director of Robert Plant. And good morning to you, Mike. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning, Greg. Nice to be here. Nice to have you on. Melbourne auctions and the numbers of properties selling through auctions. Of course, it's really the capital, I guess you could say, of Australia. A bit of a lack of stock at the moment, but some really good results coming through, I believe, at the weekend. 
Yeah, look, very interesting market down here at the moment, Craig. We've had really strong auction numbers, not not compared to last year. We're certainly down on last year, but stronger, I think, than anyone was expecting. Of course, Melbourne being the auction capital, not just of Australia, but of the world, Craig. Um, <laughs> and we we <laughs> got to get a plug in there. We're actually seeing some really interesting results. And I can tell you on the weekend, uh, we had a 76% clearance rate across the group, and that's measuring all auctions for us. And we're about a 10% snapshot of the Melbourne market. So it's not a bad indication of how the market's travelling. And it's not across the board, but uh, we're certainly seeing good results if agents and vendors are prepared to go into the auction ready to, to get a sale done. And uh, that's, that's pretty promising at the moment. Yeah, that is encouraging. And what about the properties? Because we hear this a lot, properties that require a little bit of uh, TLC, a little bit of work done, harder to sell. What uh, sort of reflected that over the weekend? Yes, look, we've been seeing that for a few weeks now, and I think you know, there's a bit of a long story behind that, but to keep it short, it's really the issues coming out of COVID with the supply chain, so materials being hard to get in a lot of places, and of course, tradespeople being hard to get and being expensive. What we are seeing is that properties that need work are being marked down at the moment. So buyers are keeping their hands in their pockets or they're not bidding as strongly on properties that need work. And on the other hand, what we're seeing is some really good results for properties that are turnkey. And I can give you one example. Uh, we had a property in the suburb of Wonturn. This was actually the weekend before. The price range was a million and fifty to uh, 1.15. And the reserve, I can tell you, was in the range. And it sold for 1.5 million at, at auction under the hammer. And strong competition because the buyers knew that they didn't have to do anything. They could just walk in, turn the key, put the kettle on, and they, they were good to go. The other interesting thing we're seeing, which is kind of a, a corollary to that, is that development sites have come back too. So um, if I give you an example again, in, in the Doncaster area in Melbourne, you were seeing sites, typical housing block at about 1.3 million a year ago for a knockdown. They're now back to about 1.1 million. So again, developers are looking at that and going, it's costing more to build, harder to get people, I'm not going to pay as much. So that, they're the two key things I think we're seeing at the moment. And what about the vendors, Mike? Are they sort of, with these properties where they require a little bit of work, are they sort of uh, being pragmatic enough to say, well, we'll just wait and perhaps list after the other side of Christmas, New Year? I think there's two things to that. I think one is that vendors are seeing properties that aren't presented well and ready to go are being discounted and not always achieving the prices that uh, they'd be hoping for. They are holding off a bit longer. They're getting their duck in a row, getting their work done, or they're, they're really listening to their agent and bringing their expectations down. And we're seeing a lot of uh, adjustments happening in terms of vendor expectation, or they're putting the dollars in to get the property up to speed and make it turnkey. So it's kind of an either-or situation at the moment. So quite, a, quite an interesting market at the moment. And yesterday we were talking about this very aspect of dropping off a bedroom from a four-bedroom house down to a three-bedroom house. Over $300,000 you're going to save in Sydney, some staggering numbers. And there's also something we didn't pick up on yesterday, and I just wanted to ask you about this, the premium on a two-bedroom house as opposed to a two-bedroom unit. That's really starting to come through now. Yes, look, it's it's not surprising in some respects when you really think it through because often the two-bedroom unit is part of a larger complex. It might be two or three units, maybe even more. And so, you know, small courtyard in a lot of cases, common driveway, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas a two-bedroom house is usually going to be attached to more land, uh, whether it's a, a completely detached house or a semi-detached, it's going to have more land with it generally than a two-bedroom unit. And as we all know, the underlying value of the property is really in the land. So with some land around it, they're not 
obviously that presents a lot of scope then to develop it, further improve it and add value to it. So it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing those big differences between a two-bedroom house and a two-bedroom unit, to be honest. Yeah, and I guess we should have a look at the interest rate, which is fast approaching. I only mentioned it yesterday. It is going to be here before we know it for the first Tuesday of December. Of course, we are in the cycle of one interest rate after another, and the inflation demand is there. So what do you think is likely to happen for you guys there with the run-up to Christmas? Yeah, well, my economics degree was an awfully long time ago, Craig, but uh, I think uh, listening to the people who know better than I do, it seems like we're in for you know probably another couple of interest rate rises. And I think running up to Christmas, I think we're going to be okay. But I think from everything I'm hearing at the moment, we'll start to see those interest rate increases bite and that'll start to dig into discretionary spend. And that will mean that uh, the economic cycle will slow down and that then takes us into the housing cycle, slow down a bit further. So I think we've been buffered from it so far because because of the lack of supply, particularly here in Melbourne. And I think we'll see that start to change as we head to the middle of next year, where I think uh, demand will ease off just a bit more and supply will balance out with it. And then we'll see prices perhaps easing a bit more again. So you know, it's a really case of watch that space, but uh, that's, that's kind of how we see things at the moment. And just finally, we were talking the other day about the great resignation, particularly in the US, where people are just jumping from job to job. Here in Australia, that is going on, of course, plenty of people looking to better themselves. And sticking with that theme, I understand that you are looking right now for a CEO at Barry Plant. Yes, we are. I've had the CEO role for far too long, probably, probably about 16 or 17 years in total. And uh, we had someone step into the role effectively about 18 months ago, but really had been involved in running the business for four years now alongside me. They've elected to move on, Nigel O'Neill, who did a terrific job while he was here. So we're now in the process of looking for a new CEO. So I've stepped back into my old role for the time being and really on the lookout for someone good to take our organisation onto the next level over the next uh, decade. So very keen to talk to people out there, Craig. Now, you, you might get an avalanche because there are a lot of real estate people that listen to the the podcast. Uh, what we'll do is in the show notes, if you like, we'll leave your email address and people can contact you directly. Is that how you'd like to play it? By all means, always happy to have a chat. We're, we're already in, in some discussions, but certainly this is not going to be a process that will rush. So if there's any uh, suitably qualified people out there, always happy to uh, hear from them. Well, there you go. You've heard it from the ex-CEO, the current CEO, looking for a CEO, and time is still on your side to get your CV in. Mike, great to chat, and thank you so much for giving us a bit of a lay on the land there in Melbourne and coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much, Craig. Appreciate it. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 